What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 15 of All About The Mix. We are your hosts, Malik and Dak. On this episode, we talk about the latest iPhone announcement and Apple's dominance in the industry, new social media strategies for the upcoming election, and what makes a diverse workplace in 2019. Without further ado, let's get right into episode 15. All right, we're back. Back episode again. 15. Episode 15. All About are. The Mix. We're back. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful, <laughs> Not really. It's raining outside. Beautiful rainy day actually. here yeah. uh, in Toronto. We're at yeah. the Eaton Center recording again. If you're listening to this live somehow, uh, come on by. <laughs> so First floor. So what happened this week? Um, new iPhone. Okay. New iPhone 11. Um, 11, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So Apple released a new iPhone 11. Um, a little underwhelming. Um, people on Twitter were kind of just like roasting the fact that you know Apple just releases a new phone each year with like slight feature updates but it's not really like a groundbreaking you know right. so it's I like, think that kind of puts a little bit of pressure on their innovation team right because it's like okay bit. guys it's a new year what are yeah. we going to focus on for the iPhone 12 coming out next year they're just yeah. like uh let me guess, better battery life, um, <laughs> brighter, screen, brighter screen, maybe bigger screen too. That's usually a good one. I don't think this one's bigger. I mean, like, it has three cameras, but what do you really need that for is my question. I don't know. My phone right now has two cameras, and I have the iPhone 10. That's pretty nice. Yeah. So, like, how does so it? Like, <laughs> they're just like, here's the product innovation team for yeah. Apple. They're just like, okay, guys, uh, we, we got a big challenge this year. Last year, you know, we added two cameras. How can we take it to the, the next level this year? Three cameras. Let's add three. Yeah. They're just like, give this man a raise. He's the second coming of <laughs> Steve Jobs. There are so many memes on Twitter of like, uh, they're like iPhone 50 and the whole back screen is just covered with cameras. And that might be a reality. I mean, take a picture with 60 cameras. Why not? You know what's crazy? Like, how is this going to keep going? How are we going to get to, like, is there going to be an iPhone 27? Like, is it, is like. They'll use Roman numerals at some point. You heard it here first. Yeah, when are they going <laughs> to kick those in? But, but in all seriousness, no, like, yeah. are, are, would you consider buying the, this new phone? Um, so I get an upgrade in December. If it's a zero dollar phone, I'll probably get it. I'll probably get it, but uh, I wouldn't pay out of pocket. A lot of people are saying that the iPhone uh, 12 is actually going to be the special one, and this is kind of the one in the middle. Like the interim. Yeah, the interim. Um, because I feel like obviously the innovation team they can't throw out all their tricks every year. Right. So they might just like, okay, we're going to do three cameras for this year, but next year is going to be. Like no, what's the yeah? What's the big thing? Like some like VR thing, yeah. or like it like scans your hand or something. And <laughs> well, I mean, but it's not that far off. I, I think that's like we were talking a little bit before, but I think that's the problem with setting the precedent of releasing a new product every year. Is it's hard to be innovative if you do it every year, right? Um, we were talking about sorry, my throat. <clears throat> we were talking about the c- comparison of like game consoles, how they take three to four years before releasing a new one, and then there's so much cool shit when they do it. Right. If there was a new PlayStation every year, what would be the difference? Yeah, but there is you a know? new NBA 2K, there's yeah. a new NHL, a new Madden, and everybody still seems to buy those. Yeah. But I, however, I caught on to their tricks. I haven't bought the last, <laughs> the latest game because I'm like, you know what, I'm going to wait 
and like for NHL, all those games, I'm just like, you know, now I, you caught up. It's kind of been, it's kind of, yeah, all these years. <laughs> all these I, years. I finally like, figured them out. I'm on to you guys. It's kind of tricky though, but I bet those you know companies follow the same sort of model, right? Where it's like, you know, the new game that's coming out this year, like, isn't going to be as good, but we have like really good plans. It's going to take us two years to do. So the one after the next one, we'll have you know, X feature or this, you know, new feature that everyone's going to want to love. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, and there's a market for that. There's a market for getting something like the newest thing every single year, like making sure your own stuff's up to date. Like it's less about, and, and I think this is what Apple does really well. It's like less about, um, the actual like product and like the, the changes that it makes year over year. And it's more about just like, making sure you're having the the coolest the, thing, the, the yeah. newest trend because that's a big thing especially with like influencers and all these different you know groups of people who like want to be these trendsetters right yeah um yeah i don't know it's like when is that not going to be a thing anymore obviously we're always going to want the new thing but when are people just going to recognize that Apple is kind of playing with them. I think we all kind of know it, but we're not changing our behavior. I don't think that they're playing with anybody. I think that they have a, a demand for a product that like will come out every single year and they do it. Um, but I they've created that need for products that, like if we're being honest, an Android is probably better than an, an iPhone in terms of like feature capabilities. Sure. Um, but they've just created that need for, let's say, let's say an inferior product, but is marketed a lot better. It's a lot cooler. Yeah, so but they would never say that they, they're an inferior. They would never say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I think everyone kind of knows it. But it's just cooler to have an iPhone just because they, they've set that expectation. It's in Drake songs, man. Like, I'm, not, songs. I, I've, I'm sorry. I'm, I've already, I'm already team Apple here. Yeah. Even just slight things like changing the color of their messaging to then change the, the, um, the perception that you're richer, you're cooler if you have a blue message versus a green message. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a genius. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like know? mean content, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that's like, so that's how you know when like, you're a broke boy if you send those green it's messages. Exactly. But it's like, yeah. other, like Samsung phones and Google phones like cost exactly. Just as much. Yeah, just as much. Yeah. So when is this gonna, you know, die out? That's who, what I'm, who knows if, if it will? Is Apple gonna be on top forever? The no. thing is, and you look at other phones like the Samsungs or the Googles, and like their product innovation is like arguably even better. Like Apple catches up to they, you know, they see the things that come out from Samsung and Google, and they're like, and they oh, we need to, you know, we need to do this. I feel like they've become le like not as strong in the leadership space for. Um, new phone technology, but like they supplement it with this like cool factor that you know people need to have the newest iPhone and, and the coolest latest devices, right? Yeah. What I will say that they do very well, and this might contradict my previous statement, but they they sit in the background, like you said, like even with the foldable phones, every other company is creating one, and Apple's like, let me just see how this like pans out, and then I'll do a really good quality one in a few years, maybe. Right. And the foldable phones has been like a disaster. Like Samsung has had to push it back further than expected. Huawei has had to push it back because no one really wants it right now. Yeah, it's not like a, <laughs> it's not cool. Like, it's not cool to, yet, to have you know? it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think where Apple can win is, you know, while their product innovation with the actual iPhone device isn't as 
you know, maybe up to date, it's, you know, the AirPods that, and like the AirPods light or whatever, like those are like the accessories they do really well. And because like, those are things that can exist from an innovation standpoint outside of the actual phone that people will now start to get and associate because you can't use AirPods with anything but an iPhone, right? Yeah. So it's like the new AirPods will come out and then that'll be like the new thing to get. You know what I mean? From an Apple standpoint. Yeah, like the Apple Watch and it's probably going to be something else. Now they're releasing their streaming service soon. They're also doing like a game streaming service. Like Apple's just trying to have all different They're trying to right? also trying to catch up to everybody else who has those things. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I think we were talking about iPhone sales like not being as strong as before. So they're trying to obviously diversify their portfolio. Right? Doesn't surprise me though. Isn't it like you know based on what we're talking about right now it's like yeah they're cool like they're sweet phones they're easy to use yeah they're definitely trying to play into that like camera space now that you know Huawei and Samsung and Google like have like really excelled in that uh, category in a long time like for a while right yeah Um, like Huawei released that phone last year that you know the positioning behind it was you know the number one camera that you can get on a phone and they do look sharp like they look great but it's a Huawei but it's a Huawei and it's like what is that yeah yeah <laughs> like they get other companies to do the product innovation for them yeah and they say okay cool then they hop on it we'll take it yeah which is similar to a story I was reading today about Instagram so they're stepping into <laughs> there's they're allegedly working on a new feature called Instagram clips and what it is is essentially TikTok brought to Instagram So through their stories platform, you're able to um, put together different recorded clips. You're able to overlay music, kind of like do slow-mo, speed things up. Basically, all the functionalities of TikTok, now they're bringing it to Instagram. Um, Similar to when Instagram just ripped off of Snapchat. (laughs) Yeah, that was my first thing. I'm pretty sure we had an episode or an article way back about that. Way, way back, yeah about how they just jumped on what was really working, brought it to their platform, and had way more users use it. They pretty much killed Snapchat, right? in a way. So what is, what is TikTok, and like why would people on Instagram want to you know, use it? I think it's just bringing more functionality to stories. Like, think about it, you can just record a basic story right now, but what you could do with TikTok is record a bunch of different clips and kind of make your own let's say movie sure. in the story platform. Sure. It's like a short 15 second movie where you can um, record different clips and then piece them together, kind of splice them together, trim them however you want. It's like Windows Movie Maker from way back. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. brought to Instagram. <laughs> Pretty much, that's, yeah. that's kind of Windows what Movie Maker yeah. brought to Instagram. Um, yeah, so I know me and you, we don't use TikTok. But I feel like Instagram is going for people like us that don't want to download that separate platform. That's, it. it's, that's 100% know? what it is. Because I'm like, I can't be bothered with like, like I have like Snapchat, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. And even that, I'm just like, okay, like, I don't know if this is my age showing here, my yeah. late 20s age <laughs> showing here, but it. I think it's too much. Like, I'm like, I don't want to have to switch between 14 different apps. Just give me one that has sort of everything. And I, you know, I criticized Instagram almost for like biting off Snapchat. of, you know, different like social yeah. media platforms like Snapchat. Yeah. But now I'm kind of just like, I get it. They want to be the Walmart of apps. Right? Yeah. Like they want to, they want to just. That's going to be our podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Not sponsored by Walmart. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like what it's, Walmart what it's going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just a one-stop shop. Like, give me my video content. Give me my, you know, 
posts, give me my, yeah. you know, group chats, give me all that stuff that like, it just, it just makes more sense for it to come from one place. And especially in an app as large as Instagram is. They already have the user. The thing is, TikTok has like a billion downloads. Whoa. Like they are explosive. I have like, I, I, I've never, <laughs> it's a whole other world. yeah, I've never used it before. I, yeah. I have to download this. I have to see how it works because it's just like, yeah. I want to know what's going to be coming to Instagram in, uh, in a couple months. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's definitely, uh, I don't know any friends that use it. And I, I think yeah, it's I, just a generation under us, you yeah. know, like uh, purely Gen Z or whatever the generation after that is that, that loves using it. Right. Um, I don't even know what I would use it for. Like, I'm not that. Well, like cool, it kind of reminds you know? me of, well, the, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um, but it kind of reminds me of like Vine, it you is. know, the existence like of Vine like 10 years ago is it it's not 10 years ago when was it popular like 2013 uh, before that maybe yeah, yeah 2013 so like 2012 yeah. 2013 like that's when vine really caught on and there were so many people on it like there were so many people using vine and then all of a sudden it kind of just stopped because instagram adapted that like same sort of style yeah um and it was kind of cool did you ever record a vine <laughs> i like downloaded vine like yeah. when i first got an iphone like maybe five, six years ago, and was just like, uh, I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm not a creative That's person like thing, that. Yeah. Like, I can't think of, like, funny little skits to do, but, like, I loved it as a platform. Like, I love consuming content on it. scroll through it. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I've actually never even downloaded TikTok. I don't know if it's the same thing where you just, like, endlessly scroll. I'd imagine it is, but... We got to do our homework here. We're, like, reporting. If, if you're listening to this right now and you list, you have TikTok on your phone, <laughs> come and give us a shout because I don't know how it works. I, I feel like an old man right now. Yeah. And it's really bad. I know. Wow. It's like, but the, the thing is, like, social media, like, moves so quickly that, like, yeah. there's always going to be new stuff that comes out that, like, everyone's going to want to use. And, like, there's... I, I, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a, another form of like video editing with like songs over musically. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That turned into TikTok, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, same company. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. Because uh, I saw like Chance the Rapper post the video using yeah, it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So it's like, you know, that's probably how you get into using those things. And yeah. it brings it to another point, And I think I talk about this every other episode, but like, not like meme advertising, but like advertising on social media that's not like hashtag ad. When I'm using this, it's like yeah, really, yeah. you know what I mean? More it's authentic. kind of like really authentic, it's organic. Like, and the thing is about it, about advertising like that is you don't really know if it is sponsored or if it's not. Yeah. Like remember before we were talking about, in one of our previous episodes, we were talking about Bird Box and like uh, the memes back, just came back, out of yeah. nowhere and like we're talking about that. So it's like, is that paid advertising? Like who knows? Yeah. Know. You know what I mean? Is Chance the Rapper using TikTok slash whatever that other one was, is that advertising? 100%. Or is it just him having fun? Just him. Yeah, but it's like you know what you're, you're doing. When you create a challenge out of something, that's kind of the new way to push your song. Um, like even Lil Nas X with Old Town Road, like he got popping off of TikTok first and he built like an audience there. And then when he released that song, he had an audience that loved him for the memes he was posting pretty yeah. much. So it's like, that's how you have to market yourself nowadays, you know? Yeah, it's Get crazy. a meme page on the side. Yeah. New Mad Mix <laughs> meme page coming soon. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Just advertising jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, I, I find it really interesting when there's, uh, you know, 
people like that who are like using social media or like conspiracy theories behind if memes are actually conspiracy. you know some form of advertising because you can tell the difference between like a good ad and a bad ad on social media because yeah. it's relatively obvious if it fits in with what you're already scrolling with then it's like exactly. good job good yeah job, exactly you know? like we were talking with Fanny with open care like I still see it and I send it to you guys all the time I'm yeah like, they're just they're just not funny though like I don't think they're funny <laughs> I think it's like a like a company trying, trying to use hard. memes to like lure me in to buy their product like miss me with that <laughs> miss me with that bull <laughs> you know what I mean like it's just like yeah I don't know no but I'm here for the Instagram uh, clips like if they actually do it that would be uh It'll be interesting. I still use Snapchat, but I mean, it's on its way out. Yeah. I only send it to like two, three friends. Yeah, you know? I'm just like, when I like take a snap, I'm just like, who's actually gonna care about what I'm sending? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I know this person's opening it up and being like, okay, here he is, yeah, playing basketball again. Like, great, cool guy. Like, this great. is this is what I needed to know. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't I don't really need it anymore. <laughs> I get you. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Um, but yeah, we'll follow up on TikTok. We'll get an account going. We'll get an account. Let's do it. Let's make a, a Mad Mix TikTok account. Yeah. At the Eaton Center. At the Eaton Center. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next thing I want to talk about was, uh, let's talk about vaping. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As we vape in the Eaton Center. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, so I was reading an article about uh, the increase in, in teenagers obviously starting to vape and using that as... Um, like an alternative to smoking. Alternative to smoking. Or even it capturing teenagers that would have never smoked, but now they're starting to vape. Right. And they were talking to the CEO of Juul, which is, the, I guess, the leading brand of, of vapes. Um, and he was apologizing, saying that it was never in, the product was never intended for teenagers. And he's devastated that teenagers are turning to it. It's just like, oh no, like, look what I did. Like, I'm so sorry. Oops, oh, I made it watermelon bad. and blueberry yeah. flavored, but oh I got no. your kids addicted to my product. I'm oh, so sorry. Sorry, yeah, it's okay. I think that's like, that's complete BS. 100%. Like, are you kidding me? I remember uh, like maybe five years ago or so, they banned flavored cigars. And get yeah. at gas stations because they didn't want you know to entice kids to like try like tobacco that was flavored. Yeah, like you couldn't buy like the vanilla cigars or the grape flavored cigars because it's like you know that if you add a flavor to it that's like enticing to a kid, they're gonna want to try it and they're gonna yeah. want to do it. I don't see how this is like any different. Yeah, like you, this is you basically just recreated cigarettes. Yeah, you designed it. You made them cool again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, with all of the, the recent news about more vaping-related illnesses coming, coming up, I feel like when I first heard about vaping, it was really positioned as, like, a healthier, let's say, alternative to cigarettes. Yeah. But, I mean, is it? Maybe yeah. slightly. But, like, it made it seem like, okay, you vape, and then you'll eventually get rid of your cigarette addiction, and then you won't have to vape anymore either. But now it's like here's a new addiction and it's flavored. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like and the the challenge I think around vaping and stuff is that like you can smoke it inside. Yeah. Like for the most part, like I'm not saying that like public places will allow you like a mall or something. You can't just like walk around vaping inside. But I think you can. Can you not? I've seen it done before. Well, I mean, I don't think you're supposed to. Okay. But right, anyways, like yeah, yeah. like I have I think it like companies would have a problem like you walking into a store and just yeah vaping okay. like crazy out there but the thing is you can go like, you can like smoke inside your house like let's say it's like it's a winter day you don't want to like go on your balcony or go outside for a smoke so and you want to like 
your nicotine, you know, fix for the the hour. Yeah. Let's say you just uh, you go and you can just vape inside. Yeah. Which is like crazy to think about. It just makes it so much more accessible because it's like, okay, I don't want to go out for a smoke, so I'm going to vape inside. Yeah, I think it's also um, let's say you're at a bus stop and someone pulls out a cigarette. I think there's still that there's definitely a stigma where it's like, oh my god, what are you doing? You're giving us all cancer, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you're vaping, I don't think anyone cares as much. You know, yeah, because it doesn't, smells it, good. It, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't affect other people's health to my knowledge. Um, so there isn't that stigma, so that's why more people are, are turning towards it. I think that might be changing now where it's like we kind of make fun of people when they vape, you know? I think I think that's kind of always been there. Like, the thing is about Juul is that, like, it's the first one to, like, make it cool. Yeah. Like, I've seen, I remember when it started to get popular, I saw videos on, like, Barstool Sports and, like, uh, those, like, fifth year, like, those kind of Instagram oh, accounts yeah, of, like, yeah. like, frat boys, like, going ham with, like, three jewels in their mouth <laughs> and, like, everyone sees that. It's like, oh, that's sick or, like, that's so vape, cool. Bro, yeah. 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 So it's, like... Uh, you know, that's kind of where things got started and it's just sort of like spiraled out of control into this like crazy chemical, you know, nicotine addiction that, you know, is affecting a lot of people. And like the CEO apologizing, like while I get that's like probably a, a good PR move, that doesn't really solve the problem because kids are still like, you know, addicted to, to nicotine. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think that's, I think it's crazy. Yeah. Like it's, um, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate. I, I think high school now would be really tricky <laughs> with like, for so for, yeah, for like a social media <laughs> yeah. influence and like, you know, vaping and like the pressures around that. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it seems like it's a bit much. You know what we should do? We should get a high schooler. For our next guest, that would, we should. That's a great idea. Yeah. No, actually, let's do it. Like 100. percent Like <laughs> someone in like grade 10, you know, they're just right in the middle, grade 10 or 11. I don't know any. Yeah. So no, have to do if it. you're listening to this right now and you know <laughs> a grade 10 who vapes, yeah. please email the map. No, but actually, um, yeah. Well, we'll figure out how to find them. Yeah. <laughs> or her, or her, if they want. Find out, oh, my man. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I mean coming from that topic yeah. uh, you know authoritative figures speaking to the public we do have an election coming up very soon in Canada right. um, it's in October um, and I think it'll be an interesting election this time around because four years ago we yeah. were you know talking about how politicians can engage with their consumers online and like really get younger people to vote um, but I think this time around you know Everything has changed. Like four years has gone by, and there's been so many changes to technology, social media, you know, and people's access to it. That it's like, you know, I think that question still stands. Like, how, if you were like a politician, like, how would you go around getting the youth vote? Because I think advertising on social media and like digital advertising, like, we've gotten a little bit more skeptical about it. And I yeah. think that our conversations here have like definitely you know, reflected, reflected that. that. 100%, yeah. So if you're, if you're trying to succeed as a politician who's usually like an older white guy, let's <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, how sure. do you reach out to a very diverse um, youth group who like doesn't really know much about politics at all? TikTok. <laughs> That's a little too Justin young. Justin Trudeau like comes out doing like the Fortnite dances on TikTok. Man, he hundred percent could. <laughs> that would be that would be just ridiculous. Yeah. But like actually, like how would you do it? 
Yeah, I don't know. It's obviously like TikTok is a joke. It's a little too young of an audience, but um, social media, I mean, like you have to, the thing is like, it has to be authentic. Like you can't just be posting an Instagram story that's like super corny and super rehearsed. It's like, we'll see through that bullshit, right. you know? Um, so you have to, I don't know. Uh, it's tough. It's, yeah. it's hard because like... I know how I would do it, but I'm okay, 24. Well, how, would, how would you do it then? I'd be all over social media, but I already am. So it wouldn't feel fake or it wouldn't feel staged, you know, like um, doing ads through stories or... Um, like how do you how do you get yeah yeah that's all I know how do you how do you get you know you know social media technology on your side like you know coming up to like a very important election yeah like you know before I remember like the I think it was in 2017 Justin Trudeau held like a Snapchat live video conference I guess for like his followers or whatever. And it was like, I want to say that's like, wow, I don't know the results. I don't know what, you know, came of that. I think yeah. that's like a good start. Yeah. You know what I mean? This episode is not sponsored by the Liberal Party, but like, <laughs> I think that it's like a, a good opportunity for like someone who's in that position to at least try. And I think if there's any politician like out of, you know, the conservative, liberal, NDP, Green Party, I think he's probably like the most... Um, of the youth kind of of person. So it's just like, you know, use that to your advantage. I still think, though, like, the voting system here is, like, a little bit tricky. Mm -hmm. Like, have you voted before? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, but they make it super easy for me. It's in my apartment. Right. So it's (laughs) like, how do they make it easier? And, like, I think... Changing your online, yeah, changing your system to like be able to vote online, I think is probably the next step. Yeah, because like, what good is it? Is like, it's kind of like buying something online, where it's just like, I don't want to like click a button and then say, oh, your your product has been shipped to this store. Go pick it up in ten days. You know, like you want it to be, I'm buying, clicking buy now, and then something's going to be coming to you know my house in a day or two days. It should be the same thing. I should have, if I see an ad on Instagram for like, let's say the conservative party and I want to vote for them, I just click click there and then, uh, you know, be able to have that access that quickly, or at least take me to a place where like, it can give me information about um, how I can register to vote and how I can do it online. Yeah. I think that's the next step if you want to get more people, you know, uh, better results, let's say. Yeah, because I I think the issue is a lot of, People aren't that well informed. Yeah, you know, it's like whoever's, I guess, the most popular, speaking the loudest. That's who you tend to vote for. But that might not be the party that resonates the best with you. But you're not doing research for uh, to all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. Like when you said Justin Trudeau appeals to a younger crowd, like that's definitely true. And I think what what plays to that as well is, you know, he's a young, attractive guy. He's often like trending on on twitter just because of that situation yeah. like people would be like oh my god he's so cute and all that and that helps yeah. him and he understands that you know what I yeah mean? so you play to your strengths yeah. yeah but i think if you if you shift voting to you know being accessible online you know even if someone's not informed like all it takes is a click of a button and then you've cast your vote right yeah like if i don't know who i'm voting for what difference does it make if i'm doing it in person via or via computer you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like if you give people the access to do it, like from the convenience of their own home, of their own homes, I think you'll see 
you know, an exponential, I know you'll see an exponential growth in uh, voter participation this year. Do you know why they haven't done that already? Like my assumption would be that it's not as safe as yeah, it's not. It's probably not as uh, yeah, they haven't figured out a way yeah to like make sure that the results aren't skewed in any way. Yeah. Like it's it. I can't lie. Like I'm not the person who's supposed to be figuring that out. But I can imagine that that's like a quite security a, is big. Yeah, yeah, quite a big challenge. Like yeah. you don't. I, I mean, you see, you know, things. It, companies getting hacked and stuff all the time like yeah. Instagram accounts getting hacked Twitter Facebook accounts like every week yeah, yeah <laughs> basically um, so how do you how do you prevent that for like one of the biggest decisions in you know your country's uh, history right yeah so we figure that out yeah yeah you figure that I'll out I'll figure it out and then let them know and then let them know but like <laughs> I don't know like am I wrong like do you think like, if you make you know, if you put food in front of someone, they're going to eat it. But if you say, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, free food, like, two blocks from here. Go get some. Still going. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have there? Yeah, this guy. <laughs> What's on the menu? But that's kind of just how what I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting because, I mean, I feel like if that were to happen, do you think Canada would be the first one to adopt it? Probably not. I haven't Probably. done my research, but, yeah. like, there's... There's got to be somewhere that does this already that, like, voting you can in. sort of be, like, just, like, leverage that for, like, make voting, you know, eligible on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, an Instagram You'll story. you for whoever has the best ad, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But imagine, like, Instagram ad pops up. Yeah. It's, like, a story. And it's, like, you know those, like, little voting things, like, yes, no. Yeah. It's, like, should I wear this? Yes or no. And then you click it, and then you can see the percentages. Oh, imagine right, that right. for, like, oh, it's, man. like, who are you voting for? You click it, and then you can see the Two results. Options. That's pretty secure, man. I think I think he figured it out. I'm gonna bring it down to two parties. Yeah, a challenge. That's what it's gonna yeah. be. But like, we're laughing, but I think it's like, how do you make it that easy for people? Because I think once you do that, then you figure out the problem. Yeah, you know what you should. You know the question you asked me before, like how do they appeal to a younger audience? Mm -hmm. They do something like where we are right now at, at the Center. So you do an Instagrammable um, voting location. Yeah. Not, not voting location, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, they put out some neon lights. Like, yeah, yeah. Liberal. Like, yeah, you go, a liberal location. Like, you go in, and then you, you can meet Justin Trudeau and ask questions and take Instagram pictures with a, a cutout, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's got, we figured it out. We figured it out. Figured, elections Hire Canada. Team, if you're yeah. listening to this, like, please just, like, hook, hook me up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so one thing I was reading about uh, this morning was that um, I guess in a, in a so Tor the Toronto Raptors they're pairing with Nike to release the uh, first hijab uh, branded like hijab I guess okay so it's like a, it would be it would have the Nike logo and the Toronto Raptors logo on it as well um, and I think I just read that and I'm like yeah why did no one ever do that before mm -hmm. you know like. It's, it speaks to so much inclusion for both teams, like for the Raptors and also Nike as a company, to offer that line of you know hijab sportswear yeah. that I've never even heard of. Yeah, like like who does it hurt? Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's just like you're literally, and it's not even necessarily just a marketing play either. Like it's like, hey, like hi, person who's of a different religion than me. You know, we want you to like be a part of this brand too because yeah. you matter here wear this like athletic gear for 
for you. Yeah. Like, it's not, like... I just... Yeah, like, it just made me feel good, you know? And there was no backlash I was reading. I'm like, oh, thank God, mm-hmm. you know? We're just accepting this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Read the comment section. It's like, oh, boy, here we yeah. go. But it was positive. I'm like, I think that works super well in Canada. Yeah. And I feel like if it was in the States, like, there would be those comments, which is terrible. I mean, there's know? still probably a lot. Like, there's still definitely yeah, we're not a, a lot of that here. You yeah. know what I mean? But I think that there's, like, a natural sort of, like, system of progression that happens in Canada that's like you know we're a little bit more of a left swing country which is you know a lot more progressive in terms of social justice and social rights and equality and stuff like there's don't get me wrong there's still a very very long way to go yeah but compared to the United States uh, I think it's night and day so it's nice to see Nike you know doing something like that for um, these people because you know you know, you want them to be included in, in the party as well, right? Yeah. Uh, it it kind of plays into, like, I hate to be the, the cynical guy, but it, it plays into... <laughs> you hate to I be the cynical, be cynical guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> no, it plays into the conversation we were having when Fanny was here about, you know, why did it take so long to in- include inclusion in your marketing plans? Yeah. You know, like, hijabs have been a thing since... It's a traditional, like, um, Muslim headpiece, right? So... Why now in 2019 are you capitalizing on that? Yeah, is right. it genuine or are you just trying to make more money? Yeah, and I saw, you know? and like even if it is a money making play, like whatever, like sure. it's, it makes your product accessible to somebody else. It's like the, and it's it's not like a direct comparison, but like um, the Beyond Meat Burger and stuff like that, like okay. plant based fast food items. Like it's not you know alienating anyone else. It's just saying, hey, if you like to eat out and you don't want to eat like a regular burger like you're a vegetarian or a vegan try one of these like come in here and try one of our products that's made specifically for you yeah you know what I mean like it's a that is a bit more of a trend right now because I'm, I'm not entirely sure how to explain it but people just want those kind of options but also uh it's just like something that you can easily do to like attract like a new market share right include everyone that should be in your business plan in 2019 how can i have a product how how can i diversify my products to appeal everyone to my brand diversity is the brief man yeah that's what it is yeah yeah we got some cool titles for this podcast (laughs) i don't know what it's gonna (laughs) well and and just on the topic of that though it's like it's it's hard to like you know appear genuine especially now that like this is like one of the biggest trends like i was actually on ad week this morning looking at um looking up some different articles and everything and i saw in the trending section they said like diversity and inclusion i'm like when can that just be its own column on its own and then not necessarily have to be a part of this trend yeah yeah, I was on on that topic so i was at this uh, design conference a few weeks ago and the first talk was uh, by a, a black woman who's the dean of OCAD University, and she was talking about how diversity inclusion isn't enough. So her examples have been all the tech companies she's worked for in the past. They have this sort of, oh, we want to be diverse, but that just means come to the party that you weren't invited to before, but now we're bringing you mm-hmm. in. So don't bring... Um, the way you act normally, you got to conform to this party. Wow. Come in, we have one spot for you. Yeah. And that's called diversity yeah, and inclusion yeah. now. It's not enough. Yeah. You need to change the way your organization is structured so that 
that person can still be who they are in your company. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And that, like, it resonated with me so much. I was like, yeah, no one's ever really talked about like, that. Like, talked about that. Because you know? it's not just like, it's like, okay, here, you have, like, your rights. Like, yeah. go. It's like, it's not even like that at all. And, no. you know, working in the advertising, marketing industry, it's like, it's, it's been, like, tough. <laughs> like, in like, the last little bit. Because it's just like, okay, like, our our CEO is a woman, boom, like, okay, yeah, we're, we're done. It's yeah. never, like, a destination, right? It's, like, should be about progression and making sure that, you know, you're always striving to be better and to understand and be respectful because, mm-hmm. like, you know, if, if companies are really going to change, it has to be a cultural thing. It can't be, like, a, it has to be, like, embedded in your company's culture versus, um, you know, it coming from the top and saying, oh, make sure you hire a couple more black guys to make it look like we're good. You know what I mean, though? 100%. Like, that's, that's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Checking off boxes. Like, okay, we got one black person. Um, we got one openly gay person. You know, we got one woman. We're diverse. They're just like, you're, we're, we're, how much more do we need? How much more like, do we we're, need? You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not how much more you need. It's just like how you want your company to be structured it's like less it should be less about like an image thing and more so about like what you believe like the truth of your and values of your company should be relying on yeah you know what i mean because it's like you shouldn't ever have to you know it shouldn't even be a topic you know what i mean like a lot of people yeah it shouldn't even shouldn't even be a topic like if if you think that your company is you know talking about you know ways that they can include all the people from different backgrounds and stuff like that it's like yeah that's great but it's just like when it comes to actually practicing that and making sure that that's at the forefront of you know what your company's ideologies are um you know i think there's still like a really long long path to to go down yeah it, it kind of uh i remember reading a story I, i'm not sure if it's 100 percent true but beyonce um recently made a partnership, I guess, with Adidas to release a new shoe or a new clothing line. Um, but it was reported that she met with Reebok originally, but when she went in, she didn't see enough of a diverse group of people working there, that she took her business and went to Adidas. That's high. And it's like, I, I hope that's true, because that is like, yeah. that's amazing that you're in that powerful situation that you can do that. You know Where you mean? can just be like, uh, no. Like, I'm, never I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. good. Because yeah. it's like, you know, I bet Reebok is in their mission statement. They're probably just like, oh yeah, we're committed to diversity and stuff like that. But then, you know, when it comes down to it and it, it that being a, a scenario on its own, just walking in and saying, uh, no, I'm good actually. Like, it's kind <laughs> of like, it's it says something, right? It's yeah. like, for like an outsider because I feel like there's a lot of time where like companies and like you you'll know this too like companies say that they're committed to it and like you know diversity is our strength and like you know but then like you look at the actual company you look at the people being hired not to discredit their skill set or anything but it's just like where did like why wasn't this a part of the conversation you know when you hired them or like you know because yeah. like you're saying one thing but in practice it's totally different like you walk into my company and you're just like, yeah, this is like, here we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's tough because it's like, let's say you, you walk into a company and, and first day and you see there's a bunch of different races and, and, and different kinds of people from different cultures there. I don't know if that even necessarily is enough because it's like, what is the 
what does the C-suite look like, you know? Yeah. What is the power structure in the company? Are they in leadership positions or are they just all interns and coordinators? You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because um, you can't really have, like, diversity in that when, you know, you're not able to, to represent that in your, you know, senior leadership. 100%. And I think that, like, it's like that happens so frequently that it's like, oh, yeah, we're committed to this. It's like, well, is your partner, like, or, like, some look to your right. Like, yeah. is this, like, someone who... <laughs> Uh, you know, who you're trying to speak to? Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a it's a tough. It's an topic. ongoing it's an ongoing struggle. And yeah. Like you know, we're getting there, man. Well, well I, I don't know if we are. Yeah, to be yeah. like, I don't know if we are. <laughs> I say that in a hopeful. Basically, sense. what I'm saying is that I should be the CEO, so I can make these informed decisions and yeah. you know make sure that uh, my company actually takes us to heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bad mix industries. Hundred percent. We'll we'll have a diverse, uh, diverse company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably not. You know, I'm kidding. Um, so a different topic. So completely, completely changing, changing gears here. Um, but something I was reading about Uber Eats is they want to offer like a dine-in option. So they do delivery, um, but what they want to do is so let's say a restaurant like uh, Chibo in, in Toronto or something. It's on Uber Eats. You're able to order what you want and then go in the restaurant and then eat it there. So it's basically just, you're just ordering, <laughs> ordering the menu time. ahead of time. You go to the restaurant and then you can just like dine in right away. It kind of skips that waiting period of, you know, when you get the menu and then you're browsing and then the waitress comes by and you're like, no, nope, need two more minutes. And I know. wonder how that like will actually... <laughs> actually work? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, be it would be a different story if it's like, uh, you order what you want, you know, the, the Uber picks you up, takes you to the restaurant, you Ooh, sit down yeah, that'd be cool. and then go there and then it takes you home after, or like <laughs> takes you somewhere after. Where You're you just waiting go. in the, in the uh, car. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how it works. Yeah. Some, pay somebody else to figure that out. But yeah. I think that that would be a cool option. But like this dine-in thing doesn't really seem that appealing to me. Like what, would you ever do that? Like it's just ordering ahead of time. And I think, you know, sorry to cut you off there, yeah. but to speak about my like experience, like I love going to restaurants and like sitting down, looking through the menu, seeing what's on it, like maybe ordering a drink or something while I wait yeah. or an appetizer. I don't just like go there, Take you sit down, eat. quickly eat and get the <laughs> hell out. Yeah. You're there for the experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that like they can, and I don't know too much about this whole program, but I think if you can like add the experience of like, it's like date night or something and like you and your girlfriend like get picked up in like a nice car they take you to the restaurant, you eat there and then it maybe takes you somewhere after or it takes you home. Or it drops her off, depending on how the day's going. <laughs> but, but I think that's yeah. like I think that uh, that'll keep the experience of the whole thing intact, but uh, make it less a little bit about just like sitting and eating and leaving. Yeah, I'm like wondering from their product team, like where the the insight came from. Mm-hmm. Like, are they finding that people are just like hate waiting for to to order at a restaurant? I I'm on I'm I'm in your camp on this one. Like, I like going there and sitting down and browsing through the menu because you can talk and yeah, it gives you not just like, go there and then leave. You yeah, know? it's just like go there, eat your food and get out. Get out. Like, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I, think I also wonder from the restaurant's point of view. I like, was just about to say that like it probably makes it relatively easy to like schedule your nights and stuff like that. Like yeah. let's say if everybody did this, yeah. then you can just schedule the tables and everything and then you know what meal, like it makes it preparing in advance like a lot easier. Yeah. Um, 
but then again, like it also kind of, I don't know, it just takes away from the experience. Like I, I enjoyed restaurants too yeah. much to like do that. Like it's either like you order in, like you order a pizza or something and it gets delivered to your house or like you just like go to the restaurant and eat it there, and, you know, enjoy your company, maybe like have a drink or something, yeah. whatever. Like if I was, if I was going to a restaurant alone, which like I literally never do, <laughs> then maybe it would be a good option. It, Cause it's just yeah. like, then it's just all about efficiency at that yeah. point. Right. Like I'm not trying to be efficient when I'm going out or having to think about doing that when I'm like going out to dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we've had a lot of those kind of like future tech conversations recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is just like, another thing that's stripping away that personal touch, mm-hmm. you know, because eventually there's going to be no cashiers and we're just going to go in and use self-machines or hand check or whatever it is. Um, autonomous driving, you're not going to be talking mm-hmm. to an Uber driver or anything. Now it's like, hey, just go to a restaurant, you order in advance, you eat your food, and, you think and using, you leave. Yeah, using, you don't have to talk to a waiter, really, you know. Yeah. And using technology to, like separate people when it should be like using it to like the opposite way it's yeah. so true yeah that's why i think that like if you want to create like an experience like i we were just talking about this for a while but like if you like get the cab and like picks you up like it, it, there's ways to include that as like your uh you know an overall experience that'll make things better that like these companies can do to like help make it feel a little bit more human and less like oh, i just want to press a button and like not have to deal with anybody anymore yeah it's yeah it's tough and i think what you mentioned is is really true that they're kind of using technology to separate people and it should be the opposite mm-hmm. and i think that's a it's a really good insight there. there's there's ways to do it like i don't know how necessarily but yeah. like there's there's ways to like think about these sorts of things and the implications of something like this um and how that like affects like human behavior when they're like talk, sitting right beside each other talking yeah. versus like texting or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah there's there's ways to do it that can help bring people together. It's just a matter of companies really thinking it through and and trying their best to make sure that that something like that happens. Yeah, and we'll see if this even happens with Uberies. It's just like a rumor, but. Um, yeah, we'll see it and test it out. You we'll know. see it, test it out. <laughs> Uber, if you're listening to this, hook us up. Yeah, we'll this do This episode it. is not sponsored. This by episode Uber. is not. Uh, that was episode 15. 15, wow, man. We're, we're getting up there. It's a lot, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, stay tuned for more great content uh, from the Mad Mix. Uh, this has been Malik and Dak here uh, for another episode. Stay tuned next week. In the coming weeks, uh, we'll have a lot more new content coming out. Different uh, guests. Different guests. Yeah. Um, high schooler that we're actually going to follow up on. (laughs) And we'll, we'll bring the hype. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in everybody. Peace.